Welcome to On Investors Minds, APAC edition. I'm Tai Hui, the Chief Market Strategist for Asia Pacific at JP Morgan Asset Management. Thank you for giving us a few minutes of your time to learn about what's on top of investors' minds and what you can do about it. We're launching this series of podcasts as part of our 10th anniversary celebration of the Market Insights Program in Asia. I will discuss some of the most important economic and investment topics that our clients are asking and provide actionable insights. Do you have a new year resolution? I don't really believe in new year resolutions. If it is important enough, you don't wait until the new year to start doing it. That's probably why most people's new year plans don't really last very long. The same is true with investment. While we have set out our views for 2023 in terms of investment in our year ahead publication, it is important to keep track of economic developments around the world and adjust our recommendations accordingly. So in this episode, I would like to discuss three issues that have changed since the end of 2022 and whether that makes a difference in our overall asset allocation recommendations. We will summarize the key takeaways at the end. These three issues are, number one, China's reopening and potential impact on investing. Number two, the divergence between the markets and the Fed's view on the economy and policy outlook. Number three, why cash is less of a friend in 2023. So first, let's talk about China's reopening. Since late November, China has dramatically shifted from stringent zero-COVID policy towards a full-scale reopening. Two months into the reopening, most provinces and cities have now passed the first wave of infections, and economic activities are starting to recover. We see December 2022 to be the trough of China's growth projection in the near term. High-frequency indicators, including traffic data, movie box office, are pointing towards a quick recovery of economic activities as the infection is probably peak across the country. Some early data relating to Chinese New Year spending was also pretty robust. Now, looking forward, we expect to see a sustained economic recovery in 2023 as a result of the reopening and also policy stimulus. Service sectors should be the early beneficiaries as pent-up demand is released. Sales of consumer goods may also pick up due to improving confidence and continued policy support. The real estate sector will take time to recover, but again, the government's stance has shifted from stringent to supportive. Since November, expectation of reopening has driven continuous investors' inflow into onshore and the Hong Kong market. Consumer and reopening sectors are seeing a quick increase in allocations within Chinese equities. Meanwhile, softening regulatory measures and U.S.-China agreement on auditing provided additional support to offshore technology names. Consumption recovery should also benefit the Asian tourism sector and related service companies. As economic activities continue to recover, the uptrend is likely to sustain into the first half of this year, albeit with a potential sector rotation. After the expectation for consumption recovery is priced in, investors may rotate to long-term themes such as green economy and advanced manufacturing sectors. These strategic sectors play an important role in the restructuring of China's economy in the long run, but also benefit from an increasingly friendly policy environment. These markets could be further supported by international investors returning to the Chinese markets. Number two, let's talk about the Federal Reserve. The Fed raised policy rates by 25 basis points in the latest FOMC meeting, and we expect the same for the next meeting in mid-March. 
This would take the Fed funds rate to 5%. While there are signs that both the economy and inflation are cooling, Fed officials' determination to put inflation away with tight much policy has not really changed. A 5% policy rate by the end of the first quarter is already reflected by the futures market. Where there are discrepancies between the Fed officials and the market is the rate path late in 2023 and 2024. According to the last set of summary of economic projections from December, the Fed's view is that interest rates will need to remain elevated throughout this year and also going into next year to bring inflation in line with the policy target. However, the futures market is currently pricing in a total of 45 basis point rate cuts before the end of 2023, reflecting investors' pessimism on economic growth and the need for the Fed to change course by prioritizing growth over inflation once again. Now, the tricky part for investors is that the latest set of economic data provide ammunition to both the doves, the markets, and the hawks, the Fed. For the Fed, the economy is not slowing enough to bring inflation momentum down in a material way, especially looking at the solid job market. Fed officials have been vocal about the willingness to tolerate weak growth, even a mild recession, in order to achieve its price stability objective and restore its policy credibility. For the dovish investors, real consumer spending, light vehicle sales and single-family building permits all slowed in late 2022, and large companies are announcing job cuts. Falling savings rates and rising credit card debt are seen as signals that robust consumption growth will need to slow down. There are also signs that core inflation is easing as well. The risk is that the Fed stance is going to prevail in the near term, and this could put upward pressure on U.S. Treasury bond yields and for Treasury curve to bearish flatten. This could then bring back some valuation derating in U.S. equities and spread widening in U.S. high-yield corporate debt. This is part of the reasons for us to recommend Asian Pacific investors to focus on short-duration, high-quality U.S. fixed income for the time being, until there are clearer signs of the end of policy tightening. Last but not least, why cash is less of a friend in 2023. After an exceptionally difficult 2022, many investors are attracted by the stability offered by cash, now often come with a 4-5% to interest rate in a time deposit. This means investors are giving up liquidity in exchange for income. Now, despite a hawkish Fed and the risk of the US economy falling into a recession, we think there are more attractive alternatives for investors. Short-duration US fixed income, including government bonds, mortgage-backed securities, and investment-grade corporate debt, provides the flexibility and liquidity for investors to rotate into risk assets later on, such as equities, once the Fed hiking cycle is over and economic data start to improve. For those investors who are happy to exchange liquidity for income and return, alternative assets such as real estate and real assets have a yield level higher than a fixed deposit, while some of these assets also provide protection against inflation. The fourth quarter of 2022 has already showed that staying invested can provide a better return compared with a fixed deposit. Another way to look at the potential performance of cash is to think that cash to be an over-owned asset by both retail and institutional investors. If an over-owned asset typically underperform, then you can argue the same with cash as an asset class relative to others. So what are some of the key takeaways? Number one, China's recovery should provide support to Chinese and Asian equities in the first half of 2023 
even as the US and Europe could see more economic and earnings growth deceleration. Active management is key in picking out the beneficiaries. Number two, the difference in opinion between the Fed and the market could generate more market volatility. This might require investors to stay short duration and high quality for now in case the Fed is going to stay hawkish and that could push the economy into a deeper recession. Finally, the fourth quarter of 2022 has already proved that there are better alternatives to cash despite growth uncertainties. It is important to maintain the liquidity and the flexibility to increase risk exposure, such as equities, later in the year once the hiking cycle is over and economic momentum improves. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to your JP Morgan Asset Management client advisor. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share this with your friends and colleagues by rating and reviewing this podcast on your favorite app. And don't forget to subscribe via Apple, Google, or Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast so that you can be kept up to date every time when a new episode is available.